right, welcome everyone. This is Brad uh, with Redline Athletics. I'm sitting here with the winners of the June competition. Um, it was right here in Scottsdale, Arizona. So I'm sitting with one of the owners, Chance Pearson, and the DBD, Chad, Chad Petzinger. So we're going to get through some details. want to fill in all of you guys um, with the information on what's happened, what's been going on. Um, they've been open for this whole month, and that's not the same for everybody I know, but I want to make sure we can give um, the information out as soon as possible for you guys. So um, tune in here, listen to the whole thing. We got a lot to cover, and I want to start off by talking with Chance. So give us a quick up update on this area, Arizona as it is, and uh, when you guys actually reopened after the shutdown, um, what that date was. The updates change, I feel, hour by hour. But as it sits today, we were able to reopen on May 18th. Um, and uh, I mean, obviously we're, we're still open as it sits today, but even that in itself is a little bit touch and go. Um, in our time, yeah, so anyways, I mean, we're open all of, all of June, obviously, and then for half of May. Got it, good. And how many, uh, since that time when you reopened, well, real quick, did you, what'd you choose to do? Did you suspend everybody or did you let them keep going? What'd you choose? Yeah, good question. Um, you know, obviously this thing doesn't come with a manual, but uh, our choice was to pause everybody's membership while we were closed. And, you know, the, the end goal was to be able to open up and, and flip on as many members as, as humanly possible. So we just felt that if we continued to build people that they would erode and ultimately that would end up costing us more money. So we did, we paused everybody and then flipped everybody back on on the 18th. All right, good. And since you flipped everybody back on, not including those who flipped on, how many memberships have you been able to sell since May 18th through June 30th? It's been a wild ride. And, and to be honest with you, I don't think any of us really anticipated the uh, the response that we got from you know the community and the state in general. But since May 18th, uh, we've been able to sell 121 memberships. Um, it, you know, we were averaging four per day at, at one time and, and Chad sitting right here with us, but, you know, he would come in, I just typically on a Monday, I felt, and it was like sold 10, you know, and that was just kind of a, a normal thing for him. Um, but yeah, so 121 over that span, I will tell you it's, you know, it's slowed down. It's trended down. Um, it's not four per day anymore, but we're still averaging probably two or three at this point. But again, like we, we didn't see that coming, extremely fortunate. Um, you know, I think a lot of things really went our way and, uh, yeah, obviously we're, we're, we're fortunate. We're thankful. No doubt about it. Yeah. Six weeks. I mean, that's almost 20 a week for the most part, if you average that out yep. for, for where we were cool. Um, and obviously it's a lot of things that go into that. And I want to touch first on, on marketing itself. I know we talk a lot about that. We have some new vendors that we've worked with. Um, so talk, talk to me real quick about what the the budget was that you guys had um, with Kigo and then what the total spend was and, and we'll get into some leads and what it generated as well. Yeah, I, I just wanna point out, like I'm one of three owners of the facility. So there's Steve and there's TJ as well. And all three of us, we really believe in the, uh, in the power of investing in marketing. So that's just something that we're committed to month in and month out. Um, and have been since we uh, since we took over the operations of Scottsdale. But um, over this last month in June, we uh, we committed $3,500 in marketing. That was the budget. Um, what actually got spent was quite a bit less than that. So just shy of $2,500 actually got spent. And um, through those numbers, we were able to generate around 98 leads. But 
I think that, you know, we were talking about it earlier. I think it kind of comes with a disclaimer and Chad, I want you to be able to kind of explain why that number 98 might not be all together, all encompassing. Yeah, so uh, I think we, we looked it up, 17 of the um, leads that we actually converted to memberships were actually families with two or more kids, siblings. So it's 98 families, Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, um, that's what I think we determined. So um, it's much more than, than. So we signed up we signed. quite a few, but one family comes in as a lead and they might sign up two or three or who knows, four individuals because, yes. because of the brothers and sisters right on. Yeah, so many siblings. Yeah. Sweet. So yeah, before we roll into some little background and, and questions for Chad, um, give us a little recap on June. Where yeah. We just finished some months, so give us some revenue numbers and some things that, that we can look at. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to Westminster, Keller, James River, and Tradesmen, who had an incredible month as well. So um, you know, we're extremely fortunate to to come away with it, but there was, I mean, it didn't come without stiff competition. So, um, you know, hats off to you guys as well. But for from a total revenue standpoint for the month, we brought in just over 44,000. Um, total active semi-private members as it sits right here today is 309. Um, total contracts sold in the month of June was 89. Uh, and that includes a few one-on-ones as well, but like Three one-on-ones, yeah, and the vast majority being semi-private members. Um, total dues added, this number I'm, I'm super proud of, but $12,451. So that's money that will pay us next month and hopefully the next month and the next month after that. Um, if we look at our scheduled dues as we sit here right now today for the month of July, there's already $37,265 sitting there that we are scheduled to collect. So what that means, if we didn't sell anything, and Chad, if you took the month of July off, we should still finish at least at two at 37,000, right? And that's without any of the camps or clinics and just not adding to that semi-private base. And then, uh, excuse me, from a camps and clinics standpoint, we brought in just north of $3,000, and that was with two camps overall. Awesome, that's a great month. And, and obviously we're in the summertime, we'll get into some of the membership breakdown. Um, in a few minutes, but Chad, I want to turn to you. So first, uh, as you'd like to do, give us a quick introduction, like a, a little bit of your background, where you came from, um, and what brought you here. Yeah, um, so God, my background uh, sales. I've been selling forever. Um, I, I was a, a, a trainer in the fitness industry for about eight years, but, you know, that, that sales mm -hmm. as well. You're selling yourself on the floor, you know what I mean? I, I consider myself a decent trainer, and I, I had a good – uh, clientele base but it's sales you know mm -hmm. um, so yeah I mean that's that's what my my history is in um, what brought me to Redline was um, TJ and Chance we we go back um, quite a ways back um, it, my former um, gym here um, they both worked at and um, yeah I, I heard about Redline I was living in Michigan at the time mm -hmm. and um, TJ just kind of went over Fusionetics and the clock and the programming and it just it's a kind of it was kind of a, a no-brainer to mm -hmm. me like I wanted to get involved I mean it's just such an amazing program and um, what, what we can do um, here with Redline is like to check the boxes so for you yeah every box is checked good good and, and you have a background that I didn't even know I had have been checked <laughs> that's you know? even better. like you said like 
you know, we've worked together in the past. So it's kind of, you know, regrouping old friends that had success, you know, with a different company and you just kind of, you know, it's going to, you know, it's a, if nothing else, it's going to be fun to, to reconnect and get back together. So that definitely has helped. Yeah. It? So you're back on a training. Do you do any training in the training center right now? Or is it just sales? No, I don't have time. I, would, I always want, I mean, it looks so much fun on the other side of the, the counter. Um, occasionally I'll jump in and like, obviously when we did evals last week, I was able to cool. jump in. So, um, and, and when I'm taking a parent through a, a tour, um, if I see somebody that needs to be corrected, I get to jump in and make a little adjustment here or there. So, um, but for the most part, it's, I don't have the time. The cool thing is, is that he can speak intelligently, you know, on the, on the mechanics and, and what we're doing out there with, with the athletes. Um, but it was by design that he wouldn't also, you know, be training kids one-on-one -on -one and, and cherry picking people at the front desk. We really just wanted somebody focused on sales and, you know, most of what he does is highlighting the existing staff inside of the facility. So either the, the, the DSP or the SPS is like his job is to make, you know, make them look incredible to any prospect. Doing a good job with it. Yeah. So tell me what the time that you spent now and, and done some different things. Like in your opinion, what what qualities make up a good DVD? Like if you're talking with someone looking for someone or if you're speaking to a DVD, like what, what things should you be looking for? Yeah. Um, somebody cares. You know, really, I mean, we're the first face most people see when they come in. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, somebody that really cares about the kids and about fitness and is passionate uh, uh, about their their job. I mean, it's this is a hustle, you mm -hmm. know. Um, I think uh, it helps to have a little bit of a fitness background or sports background just because you got to sure. be able to talk um, to the parents. Because a lot of these parents, the kids are in club. Or they've done this for years, and then they're all well versed in mm. athletics. I mean, a majority of them. So I think um, a knowledge of of that side of things helps. But just being able to hustle and and just stay like organized. Mm -hmm. You have to be organized. Mm -hmm. You have to be so organized because you see how many leads we got coming in. They're coming mm -hmm. from different angles, and um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, and I would say from, from my standpoint, like you really want somebody with integrity to work that job. Because I think obviously, like Chad said, they're the first, they're the face of the company. The, they represent who Redline is to a lot of people as they walk in and they're doing yeah. their tour. Um, you know, they're signing up, you know, for their agreement with Chad. And we just, I mean, if, if he's not doing right by people, it could be, you know, catastrophic. So, you know, if you know somebody and trust somebody and have a history with them, you know about their character that goes a long way. And if you don't know about them, I would absolutely recommend, you know, going and, and checking references and, and things of that nature to make sure this person is integrate. So let's get into the orientation a little bit too. Um, you've given a lot of them, right? And, yeah. and and walked through it a lot with moms and dads and in kind of a weird setting as well, where, you know, obviously you don't have parents in the lobby and we have social distancing going on. So it's a, a unique time frame that we're all in right now. So talk a little bit about um, that orientation. So what questions do you ask them or what, what, what do you find, um, whether it's just the basic one or what have you tweaked a little bit too during this time that, that you talk to moms and dads about that you want to make sure you hit on? Yeah. Um, it's so hard. Everyone is completely different. You know, like I know I always joke with Chance, like I hate to say that it's sales. I'm building relationships. 90% of the time I've, I've spoken to these people before they even come in. Like sure. obviously you're calling to 
confirm and just get a little bit of information about the kids because I don't want somebody coming cold off the street. I I usually have them sold before they come in the door because obviously they're going to ask some questions and I like them to be familiar with what they're coming into, like what they're bringing their, their trust and their kids with us. Like, I, so I go over the clock on the phone, the coaches, you know, our programming, the facility. Mm -hmm. um, so by the time they get in here, I'm not really having to do much of a like orientation. I give them a tour. You know what I mean? I obviously show them what we're doing to keep the facility sanitized, social distancing, making them feel comfortable. And like, they know that their kids are safe when they come in. So it, 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 it's kind of a weird time right now, like Chance said, between with COVID and stuff. So, um, but yeah, I, the, the orientation, obviously you're gonna ask them uh, about their kids. I mean, that's what they're, they're here for, you know? But half the time, like I said, or 90% of the time, I already know, you know, what sports the kids play, what they're looking for. Um, what their commitment is to Redline, like what are they looking for? Are they going to come in once a week, or are they like they ready to really like make a commitment? So talk about that. You talk about being organized too. Like just real quick, give me a quick overview. Like somebody submits uh, a Facebook form or a website inquiry or whatever. Too obviously you've got high level as a tool. Tell me how much you spend in high level working that process. So give me a quick overview on what you do with moms and dads as your goal before they even. Obviously you want to get them to book a free trial, right? Yeah. We know you're doing that. But like, what are you doing to set that up to give you a better chance of selling on the trial? Yeah, so obviously with high level, I assume everyone's yep. using it. So um, it's very automated and it does a lot of the work for you. It gets it gets you the the schedule booked, you know, it gets you that confirmation. Um, so I always, I call, um, once they, they book, I, I will usually call right away because I get it right to my phone. So I just call. I got to find out the kid's information, first of all, because high level, it's, it gives you a name and a, uh, a phone number. So I'm, I'm, you know, I don't know what. So they're getting, they're getting it booked so yeah, and then you, I'm, then you just call and you start the process. And if they're, if they're calling you, let's say you talk on the phone yeah. and, you know, you know a lot of details about them, but let's yeah. say you've got like, you've had, 20 conversations in the last week with people and then they finally come in yeah. like how do you remember all of the details for these people oh, is that a, a part of you being organized yeah there's okay. a place to put notes on i love got it you can go in and like you know obviously and then in in mind body the name goes in there the sport they play their date of birth and i just i don't know i just remember to like who yeah. i talked to because i mean there's not that many there's maybe four or five a day so just every day no big deal yeah <laughs> i mean i assume not 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 necessarily sign up but keep people coming in yep. so it's not like i'm seeing a ton of individuals come through the door um so yeah but there, there's a spot on there to put your notes and i've got my own little spreadsheet too where i'll jot down information so. and that being said like it's not all wins right so there's no. there's obviously some hesitancy there's parents who might be worried about something whatever too so talk to me about how do you overcome those from a parent like your goal when they walk in the door is I don't want you to leave until you buy a membership obviously yeah. um and so some parents have hesitancy whether it's I need to talk to a spouse or whatever so yeah. talking about what you hear the most and then what you do to try and combat that to get a membership that day if you need to and then if they do walk what is your process honestly like we've had such a high percentage of people coming in and signing like no one ever has an excuse 
like other than I just want to go home and make sure that the kids like it, look at the schedule, and a chance probably you're gonna hate me that I'm saying this, but fine, go home, talk to your parents. Like we're like we're they're juggling a lot. Kids schedule, parents schedule, work. You know, multiple kids are playing sports and practices. Go home. Like look at your schedule. I know they're gonna come back because I'm so confident in our facility and in the trainers. We give them the free session. The kids, they all love it. And so I'll take a sale tomorrow. I don't mind if you're not gonna give you me a credit card. You got the info anyway. I do, and and I never do not follow up. Like the second they leave, I'm writing them an email, thanking them for coming in. I give them a breakdown of everything that we talked about, mm -hmm. of the session, of the membership options, because a lot of the times they want to go home and talk to mom or dad mm -hmm. and the kids, and I don't want them to have to try and remember what I told them. So when they get home, there's already an email waiting for them with the link to for another free trial because it says in the email and I tell them when you go home and you guys talk and you decide that you want to sign up because I know you're going to want to sign up. Here's a link. Schedule another free session. When you come in, we'll take care of the membership uh, before class. And he says you're going to hate the fact that I say that. I, and yeah, you're right. Like that's a, that's faux pas in the sales industry. Yeah. But like if the numbers, if his percentages were poor, then I would criticize it. But you know, the, the numbers are good. So therefore I just let him do his thing, man. Like that's his process and it works for him and it works for us. So I don't, yeah. I don't stress him too much. Yeah, it's, the biggest thing. it's not a hard sell. This, the, I mean, obviously you guys are all involved with Redline. I assume most people listening to this are owners and um, so just tell people what we do <laughs> and they will come. Like it's worth every penny these parents are paying. They're getting their money's worth. If you had to put a finger on it, Chad, like what do you think, what is the secret sauce for Redline? Secret like when the, when the parents find out X, in most cases they're in. I think it's the entire, I mean, the time fastens every hour in the hour. We're hitting on everything because most people will come in and they want their kids faster, they want them more agile, they want them stronger. We do all three of those every class. Mm -hmm. We're working on that. And then on top of that, now we've got the power hours. So they're going to be able to train every sport, every sport on the cross the board. We're covering from figure skating to football. The coaches, our coaches are phenomenal. We've got, you know, the highest level coaches, the the most quality individuals and mentors so and then the price mm -hmm. it's like it's all it's all the secret sauce and, and I'm, i'll go a little off script here just because he, he mentioned pricing we've raised our prices three times yeah in the since, <laughs> since since we've taken over so um and I don't think we've found the the threshold or the ceiling yet where people are where now people are going to hesitate. Um, but to give you a little background, we were, you know, we took over an existing facility and we moved it. But at the at the old facility, we were selling 12 months at 119 a month. Um, once we grand opened, uh, we switched to 149, and then we upped it to 169. So really, we, we've only raised it a couple times, I guess. But now we're at 169 a month um, for our 12 month. Um, so to just kind of give you an idea, and people still aren't balking at the price. 
Um, but could you explain to them as well what our current special is with that, that 12 month? Yeah, so. Sorry, Brad, I'm going out of order, I'm sure. It's 169 um, a month, but we're offering all payments in 2020. So as of like today, your first six payments are 149. So we're giving them $20 off and then uh, 169 um, for your remaining payments in 2021. And then um, if I have to, I'll waive, we, we do have a um, enrollment fee, which is 49. Well, and then we can't just fly over that because I think that's um, a unique, no, it's fine, it's fine. And it's on here, we wanna talk about it, but it's a very unique thing to us. So explain in detail, what the enrollment fee is and how you use it and how you leverage it. Okay, so we have an enrollment fee, it's $49. Um, and I, it's a kind of a tool that I have. Um, I can waive it if I want, or I can cut it in half by 50%, but I use it to convert those month to months. So if you're buying a month to month, you're paying the $49 enrollment fee, regardless. Mm -hmm. um, but if I can use that, if I can waive that to get them to go from the month to month to an annual, um, that is a tool that I have. And, mm -hmm. and you know, I have no problem like waiving that if I have to. And so everybody understands um, from the ownership group, we allow Chad to keep 50% of all of the enrollment fees that he collects. So um, that's half of his money. If he wants to go get it, he can go get it. But obviously, He's incentivized to sell a, a 12 month over a month to month. And so everybody understands we give him 5% of the total contract value um, up front. So if he were to sell a 12 month, uh, I'm poor at math, so I won't I won't do the math for you, but we'll take um, you know, we'll take 149 times 12 and he'll get uh 5% of that up front. That would be his commission on the deal. Um, with the month to month, we take the uh the monthly. Uh, amount which right now is 229 so we'll take 229 times two and he would get five percent of that as his commission so you can understand he's incentivized to go get that 12 month over the month to month um, we, we believe everybody who's listening to this understands the value from the athlete's perspective um, if they truly want to get better and they want to achieve their goals it's not going to happen in a month it's not going to happen in two um, so we you know we're we're obviously we want them to invest in the 12 months, not only for, for their sake, but for, for our sake as well. And um, therefore the, the incentives are structured around that. So, uh, and, and you know, the, for our numbers, right around 50% of what we've sold this month have been 12 month agreements. And I will tell you that's, that's really good for the summertime. I'm, I'm sure you guys have experienced a lot of people, they want short-term agreements right now and they want short-term because they plan to leave you at the end of the summer. So it is a challenge. Yeah, and, and I've, I've actually been able to change that. So the, the first two months of June, or the first two weeks of June, we sold a lot of month to months. Mm -hmm. And once I started using that enrollment fee, mm -hmm. um, waiving it to go to month, uh, go to 12 month, mm -hmm. I don't know if that's what it was or something, but like the, the vast majority of our memberships all these last few weeks have been uh, 12 month annual and for the people who have bought a month to month what is your systematic plan with them to go after them and convert them 
So um, a day or two before their month to month is going to um, end, I give them a call and um, I've been. What do you mean um, their month to month is going to end? Well, after one month. Oh, the first month. You know, the first month. Them. Sorry, I'll call them and offer them a first month free mm -hmm. if they'll sign up for a 12 month annual. Right. And we've started to convert those. Cause now we're coming up on that. We've only been open for a little over a month now. Um, so we'll know over the next couple of weeks if that really, yeah. you know. And, and the question a lot of you will have is, are we gonna incentivize him on the month to month as well as the 12 month agreement? And the answer is yes. I mean, if I want Chad to go chase those down, I want to incentivize him to do so. So um, yeah, I mean, commissions are, are, are prevalent, I suppose, but that's how you build up dues of you know nearly $40,000 um, is by incentivizing your salesperson to grow that base, right? And so the the plan is by the end of July, I mean, Lord willing, that we'll you know we'll be closer to forty-five thousand, if not more, um, in in just scheduled dues that we're going to bring in month in and month out. So marketing is awesome. Obviously, we're we're spending money there and getting the leads, um, almost one hundred twenty leads on that from from the math we just did earlier. We're turning eighty new memberships in this month, but. What's been your best source for new leads? I mean, even outside of marketing, what's been the number one way for you to get more people to, to, to sell a membership to? Referrals. <laughs> like so close or by far and away? By far and away. So talk to me real quick about what the referral program is. And then also, is it just people going, oh, by the way, hey, I have a friend, or do you play a role in that? Like, give me a, a quick update on how that, how that works. I was playing a role in it, but I, I don't really have to anymore because our members are kind of doing it for me. But um, so we give $10 off um, your monthly dues for life per referral, regardless if they come in for month to month or a 12 month unlimited. Um, so they signed up when it was 149 a month, they bring in 15 friends, they end up getting a free membership. Yeah, we've got one member, Nicholas, who's a figure skater. He's probably brought in eight or nine figure skaters. Mm -hmm. And he, this was, he started way back He's been training with us for a couple of years, and I don't think he pays more than like twenty or thirty dollars a month. Um, and I actually refer to him when I'm talking to the, the leads when they come in. But like, obviously, that that referral program is awesome. But these kids, like, it's always better when you have a workout buddy. So these kids, once they fall in love with Redline, with which they do right off the bat, they want their teammates or their buddies to to come in with them. Um, and plus, the the parents have friends and mm -hmm. um, family and they need carpooling. So they're gonna go get their neighbor to sign up for Redline because mm -hmm. they want little Timmy to be able to get a ride. And, and so, I mean, it's unbelievable. We've had, we had a couple of referrals last week from people that haven't even joined yet. They came in for a free trial and they were already calling their friends like from the parents viewing area on their first um, trial session. They haven't even signed a membership yet, and they're already no. sending people. So then yeah. they're going to get a discount on their first membership. Sure. Right. If they yeah. sign up. Yeah. If they sign up. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. They still got signed the kids. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, here's what's funny to me from formerly being in your seat, too. Like, I worked my butt off to go get your referrals, too. But, like, you don't have parents sitting in your lobby right now. Like, with this COVID shutdown, one thing that they did here in Scottsdale, you guys talked about before, is, like, 
there's not parents sitting in the lobby. Like they're not invited in. In fact, they're encouraged to drop your kid off and bounce so we can control the uh, the setting and how many people are in this in this area as well. So you don't have the opportunity just to go, you know, talk with a mom or a dad or whatever too. So what you just said, you know, kind of perked my ears going, you didn't play a lot of role in that in terms of like, oh, hey, do you have friends as well too? So how does that help? How are you making sure you bring it up to moms and dads? Like when they're coming in the door, um, you know, how they heard about you or whatever that conversation ends up going, like, what are you doing to make sure you can help get them to know what that program looks like so they can take advantage of it? Um, it's, well, I mean, it's just part of the um, orientation. Like, where is it part of the orientation? When do you bring it up? I'll be, I'll be um, well, it's, so if, if, at the beginning on our um, waiver, I, I have a spot, spot on there for how did you hear about us? Yep. And if they obviously write a, um, one of our current members' names on there, I'm like, oh, you saw so-and-so obviously you know if you sign up they're getting ten dollars off their membership uh, we'll, we'll go over that at the end but just so you know like i'll let them know right up so i yeah awesome. like when they're at the two minutes from when they're walking in when they're signing the waiver i've already told them about a, the referral program and then when i bring it around at the end when i'm showing them our pricing sheet the referral program is on there when i send in their email after their first session like i talked about the referral program is on there. The sibling program is on there. Like, so it's pretty clear. It's very clear. <laughs> I, I was in there like a week ago, and Chad introduced me to a new member. And um, you know, being the dummy I am, I started to tell her about the the referral program, not knowing that he probably already did that. And she cut me off, and she said, "I'm I'm actually typing the text now. I'm sending this to nine people to try to get them in to come, you know, come check you guys out as well." And it's like that's the way it's got to be. But it, it's just got to be a part of the process, though, right? Like every time that you meet somebody new, how did you hear about about us? If they say from a current member, that's when you start talking about the referral program. That's how it really gains the momentum that we're at now, where Chad says, "I used to work hard, but I don't work so hard anymore." Because the members do that work for you. Yeah, it's like a month. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. And and <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just have to commit. <laughs> yeah, to the I mean, it's yeah, it's a process. It's it's not rocket science. Yep. So is it just you doing the entire sales process? Do you have yeah. any trainers helping you, or do they come up and talk a little bit about? I mean, we're talking about your DSP or whoever. Do you incorporate Marcus or any of the SPSs? Okay, yeah, I, I ask them to come in. Sometimes they come. We're so busy. Right now, with so many kids coming in, um, if Marcus or one of the coaches can peek in, 100% they do. Um, I always, obviously, I walk the kids out. I introduce them to the coach. So coach is meeting the kids, and I'm doing that introduction. And then um, for the most part, he, um, they, they try and get out there and talk to the parents. Um, but we've been so busy that sure. in all honesty, like, well, let's, let's dive into that then. I mean, talking about the transition on, on the floor. So talking about being busy, like let's talk about what adjustments have you had to make over the last 45 days since you reopened. Obviously, we, you know, everyone's had to make some adjustments. So um, get into, first of all, the class layout. Like when are they starting, the length of time, some of the reservations, that kind of piece. Do you want me to take it? Sure. Well, I mean, we, we, did, we did have to switch to 60-minute sessions. So I think that's probably commonplace across the nation right now. Um, and the reason why is because of the overlap. So we wanted to limit, or we had to limit the number of athletes in the facility at any given time. So um, to, to accomplish that, you know, as, as well as we could, we, 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 we cut it down to 60 minute sessions. Um, we also restrict, re restricted our class sizes in a high level. Uh, initially, we, we were set at 20 athletes per session. Uh, we grew it up to 24 and now we're back down to 20. 
uh, just with all the craziness going on in Arizona with the spikes. So um, currently that's where we're at. Uh, also, social distancing is, yeah, it's been a challenge, but it's something that we're committed to. And I, I use the analogy, like it's like telling cats to sit and stay. Like a lot of times, like your good intention, but they don't understand what sit and stay means. So, um, you know, we, we've had to go as far as taking X's with like masking tape or we have red tape, we have blue tape. We're outside of the facility. We have X's laid out that are more than six feet apart. So when people show up to the facility, we're able to put them in their places and they're not congregating around one another, which, you know, given the opportunity, that's what kids do. They like to be in oh, bunches. They like to be chatting it up, be social, but we're, we're having to put them in their places. So social distancing has been, has been interesting. We've, uh, we've created big boxes with blue painters tape inside of our facility. So like, this is your area to work out. And it is, you know, it is far enough away from the next box to where you're not going to uh, to infringe upon that 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 six feet. Uh, we also have for speed and agility, we have lanes where uh, individuals will be able to run up and down and do uh, directional changes and things of that nature. But um, you know, the way the facility is laid out now is a little bit different. But social distancing has definitely been a challenge. And when we have, you know, 24 kids in the building, it becomes even more of a challenge. Uh, what else have we done? Um, wellness checks. So we're, you know, we have uh, temperature checks every time kids come in the building. We're spraying everybody down with hand sanitizer as well. Um, you know, making sure that they, they feel okay. They haven't been sick. They haven't been around anybody who's sick. Uh, we're also, we've had to go through a, a recent mask mandate. So everybody in Arizona is required to wear a mask when they're out in public. So we are requiring our athletes to at least bring a mask with them when they come in the facility. Uh, when we're not able to achieve uh, appropriate measures of social distancing, we ask them to put a mask on. But when they're you know, in their box or in their lane and away from other athletes, we do allow them to, uh, to take the mask off. What else have we done? We, we created a new position, uh, which we call the usher. Um, I, I call it the usher anyways, and really this individual's job is just to roam around and make sure social distancing is being adhered to. So they usher people in the building, they usher people to their spaces for wellness checks, they usher people to the actual, where, where um, the dynamic warm-up is going to start off, and basically they're helping with the transitions because we found that the athletes congregate and want to be on top of each other. Um, when that when when we don't have a real structured um, you know uh, event in place, so like once upon a time everybody would go get their water bottle, all the water bottles were in the same place, which so that didn't work. We had to move that around as well. So uh, again, one person that just roams around and makes sure everybody stays away from each other. Uh, as we've grown, we've had to increase staff, um, which is a, a good problem to have, and um, we've introduced power hours as well. So. That's a big fundamental shift that we've made uh, in the last, you know, in the last 45 days as well. So before we get into that, and I want to spend a minute there too, but like ushers sound kind of silly until you realize that you guys, is, uh, what's the highest number of check-ins you've had in one day so far? 140 plus two. Over 140 kids in one day at 24 yeah. kid max, like every class. Yeah, and that was before we had an usher, so I, yeah. I got to do all those check-ins and answer the phone. So that, that's what I was getting to. Like that's that's a piece of like seeing a need and going, 
okay, we don't have uh, we, we we didn't hire a DVD to keep kids away from each other and to take temperatures and whatever too. So having a an SPS who acts as the yeah. usher for that as well. So it wasn't like you had to go out and hire an no, usher. Right. It was just highlighting a trainer to that position, mostly to keep it off of your yeah. off of your plate, if I understand correctly, to make sure you can continue to do the free trials and the selling and stuff that you need to do. Am I right? Yeah, and keep my sanity. Keep your sanity. And too. and like she's also a super high level coach, which is awesome too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you can grab one of your yeah. coaches off the floor and just have them go up there. It only takes, I mean, the kids are coming in maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes tops. We, we probably know. had 2,800 check-ins in June. That's insane. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, 126 today. So that tell our staff, like it's absolutely insane. Yeah. yeah. So let's get into, you touched on it real, real briefly. So 60 minute sessions, Top of the hour, every hour, that doesn't change, right? 60-minute sessions is a little different than what it used to be. Yeah. Um, the piece that we've seen that got taken out of that, some got condensed a little bit, but what got taken out was skill work. And and from what we've been talking about around the country and reasons here too is that those sports balls, the basketballs, volleyballs, baseballs, that's a, a, a piece of equipment that really attracts the most in terms of the germs and something the virus might live on. Um, so instead of just removing them from the facility and everything all together, um, I, I want to bring up the fact that like that that was an identi uh, identifiable piece that that you guys didn't want to lose, right? So oh, yeah. sitting down and thinking about how do we incorporate skill development with our membership base and not have it in a semi-private session at that time too, but still keep them happy and all these kids that yeah, there's a bunch of new people, all these kids that also you know knew what skill work was and wanted to have it. Um, so what what you guys came up with was power hours. So I'd love for chance just to talk a little bit about the mentality of that the schedule of that as well. And then um, we'll finish up with like who is running that from your staff. And even if you brought outside people in to make sure you can service it. Yeah, the um, the idea, I, I gotta give credit to Steve Maymer. Um, it, was, it was his idea and we were proactive in it because we know people really value their time with a, you know, with a stick or a ball in their hand. Um, we knew we couldn't take that away, at least not long-term. So I think, you know, initially when it was like, how long is this thing going to go on? Um, we tried maybe a week or two, but then we knew we had to do something. So we pivoted and we introduced the, uh, the power hour and, um, you know, a cool thing that it's done. And I just want to make sure that I, that I, I point this out is I think it's really helped us to mitigate payroll quite a bit. Um, having the power hour and I'll explain to you guys what it is in a minute but that was um, kind of an un unintended uh, benefit that we didn't necessarily see coming but when you when you do the math it, it definitely makes sense but um, basically what we do is we dedicate a full hour um, to a sport uh, you know of some sort so um, just to kind of give you an example uh, what is today? Today's Tuesday. So on Tuesday in the afternoon at four o'clock, as well as five o'clock, we have basketball power hour. And what that means is we have a, 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 a trainer who actually played in the WNBA. Um, her name is Jamie. Jamie. That's right. Her name is Jamie. We hired her. She comes in and she works with our basketball population. She works with the boys. She works with the girls. Um, at four o'clock, she works with the younger kids, and at five o'clock, she works with the with the older kids. We split it up eight to twelve at four o'clock, and then thirteen to uh, thirteen and up at five o'clock. Um, and she, you know, she will handle all of our basketball kids, and she does that for us two days a week. So she does it on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So we're able to really 
you know, check the box and, and give our membership base more sports specific skill work than they ever would have got with a 90 minute session, right? So if they're able to do two hours a week of basketball, um, you know, you would have to come six sessions of, uh, of a 90 minute, you know, semi-private to, to accomplish that. So um, it's been incredible. The, the response from the, from the members, from the kids, the parents have been incredible as well. We're able to really bring in these, you know, these high-powered dynamic trainers. Do you want to touch on it? Yeah, actually. So we have two members that have been coming to us since I started. I mean, I've only been here since uh, November, but these members um, are high-level basketball players. And Jamie's been in here for a week, and both of their parents have called, and they want to do one-on-one. -on -one. Actually, they're, they've already spoke with Miles. Like, they're, they've already signed up both of them for one-on-one. -on -one. So you, we're bringing in these high-level coaches and mentors and the parents see it and they want more than the two hours mm -hmm. that we're providing. So how are you making so. sure that you have, you have class size limitations? So touch yeah. on that real quick and how do you split them? What are you allotting to skill work? Are you stopping semi-private? Are we doing them both? Now, what does that look like? Right now, what we're doing is we're splitting it kind of 50-50. So if our limit, it was 24, we would have 12, kids doing the power hour and 12 kids doing semi-private. So the semi-private, if you only have 12 kids, we only need two coaches to really run those kids. And then these other 12 kids, let's say they're doing basketball, they'll be doing basketball with Jamie um, on the court. But what also, and so if we, like we usually have four coaches on. So like today, Jamie, when the younger kids came in, half of the 12 were high, higher level, half of them had never had a basketball in their hands, but we had an extra coach because we only have 12 kids in semi-private, Miles was able to jump in and assist. work and assist with the, the kids that were not so high level. Mm -hmm. And the co, you know, so it's it's perfect. You by by splitting the and open by only allowing half the amount of semi-private kids, it opens up everything up. You you have now the bodies to work. Are you doing the same thing with every sport? So yeah. touch on what sports you're hitting, and then yeah. also if anything changes on that schedule. Yeah, definitely. Um, I have the schedule here. So we have two baseball power hours per week. And one of the power hours is for kids, again, 8 to 12. And then the other power hour is 13 and up. We have one power hour for soccer currently. We're looking to add another one there. Uh, for basketball, we have four power hours. And that's with Jamie. And um, again, she's a former WNBA player. Uh, we have one lacrosse power hour every week. Uh, that's with a three-time Arizona High School Player of the Year. Um, for volleyball, we're offering two power hours per week. Uh, we have a figure skating power hour every week as well. Um, hockey, we offer one per week currently. Uh, we were able to secure a former NHL strength and conditioning coach uh, for the, the Phoenix Coyotes and the Florida Panthers. And um, for football, we offer two per week. And again, whenever we do two, uh, there's one for the younger kids, one for the older kids. And that's a six-year NFL veteran who played tight end. Um, and we, some of these people are independent contractors and some of them are SPSs. So if they're an independent con contractor, we, you know, we, 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 we pay them kind of based off of their experience. So you know, if it's a collegiate player, they're probably making one thing collegiate player with a degree, they're probably making a little bit more. And if they have professional experience, they're probably making a little bit more. Um, if it is one of our SPSs, they're just making their standard uh, 
hourly rate to work with these kids during the power hours. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so the, having those high-level athletes in the facility as well, working with the kids, when I have a free trial during those hours, and I'm pointing out, even if it's a, a, a woman in with her daughter who plays volleyball, but Brandon, our football coach, is in there, and I'm pointing out his accolades, or Jamie, the basketball coach, it just makes the facility sure. that much more professional and authentic and legit when we have these athletes in here with, with those kind of qualifications. And I, I will tell you, these people end up on our um, microsite, you know, as staff members as well. Um, so, you know, that obviously shows well to the community that we, we have these talented coaches. That's awesome. We wanted to share that just because I've, we have had a lot of questions about how are we answering that, you know, thing, whether it's a parent asking for skill work, whatever, and, and really, didn't share much of it yet, didn't know how it would go, right? So we want to make sure we get some results from it. It looks like it's working well and parents are responding well and the attendance numbers um, have been very strong. Yeah, and you know, in, in full disclosure, I think it'll become more challenging when we get back into school because um, it's like, when are we going to offer these? Right now, we've got a lot of hours sure. in the day when we can do it. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of tackle that when we get to it. Um, and for anybody who wants to see what our schedule is, I'm happy to share it with you, but just in broad strokes, it's we run a power hour at 2 p.m. and a power hour at 5 p.m. nearly every day. On Saturday, currently we, we run one power hour um, on that day as well. So, you know, basketball is the exception. We actually run a four and a five on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but, you know, just again, broad strokes, two o'clock and five o'clock each day power hour. And then, and then concurrently, there is semi-private going on at the same time. We do allow, which is a nice selling point as well, um, if a kid that signed up for the power hour, they can sign up for the semi-private before or after mm -hmm. and get a two-hour workout in those yeah. days. And that, yeah. that's very attractive to a lot of yeah. these parents. And the kids, too. They want to get in here and, and move more than that hour. So um, I want to point that out as well. Definitely. Awesome. I love that stuff. So we're on in third, um, heading home now. I want to touch a little bit on uh, just a little bit more of the numbers too, and then some of the some of the numbers across the brand as well. So um, the 121 that we talked about earlier, how many of those uh, were in the two weeks in May, and how many were in June alone in terms of membership signups as well? Um, two weeks in May was 41 individuals, uh, and then if we're looking at just over the month of June, we were able to sign up 80. That makes also out of the 80 of those, what what was the ratio? We took touched on that a little bit earlier. I'll do it more, but what was the ratio for how many 12-month agreements? How many month to month? Yeah, we gotta give Chad a hard time for this, but he sold uh two more month to months than annuals. Um, but again, in, in the big picture of things, guys, that's uh that's an incredible improvement from where we were a year ago. Can I touch on that? Yeah, well those it, those month to months are gonna be converted. Yeah, I like so, it. I like it. So and I, I think, um, you know, uh, shout out to Don for uh, the product set and the pricing um, and going into the summer with a, a clear plan in place that, you know, hey, if you want to buy a month a month, you can do so, but it's it's going to cost you quite a bit. And that gives Chad the leverage to have that conversation, um, you know, further on in, into the summer. So I, I think the product set, it really was designed for the summer. And, and I've said this before, but Everything is priced um, for a reason, and it's really to push people towards a 12-month because we understand that these month-to-months are extremely volatile. And uh, if we just look historically um, in the month of September, these people who are signing up for a month-to-month in June, right around 80, 85% of them will cancel. 
So therefore, get all the 12 months that you can get, convert all the month to months that you can, because these month to months are here today, gone tomorrow. So you really have to have a, you know, a big picture mindset. And it's, you know, I use the term all the time, like whoever, whoever has the most members in October wins, but that those, those, you know, that harvest starts in June or May when you're planting those seeds, but you've got to be very deliberate. I mean, it's not all sunshine and roses, right? So there's some, it, it wasn't like everybody was just cool things. So let's talk uh, just real quick about some maybe unforeseen problems that you saw and how you dealt with them. So uh, just a couple numbers for everyone. Um, 51 pauses in memberships and 14 declines you're working through and then uh, even some staffing stuff too. So talk a little bit about your process and making sure that um, those who are pausing, what are they pausing for, right? And 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 then also uh, we'll get in declines and, and even some staff stuff as well. Yeah. Did, um, you, did you call out how many we had? How many pauses? Yeah. Yeah. Fifty-one people. Fifty-one. So of yeah. the of these active members that we've 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 talked about, there's fifty-one additional members that have been sold and have an agreement, but they're just not on the active roster. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, the pauses. It's COVID. Mm-hmm. I mean, ninety-nine percent of the time. I mean, they they may call up and they might be going on vacation and. Uh, saying they don't feel comfortable or whatever, but it's COVID. And um, I've been given the autonomy from um, the ownership group, which I'm very thankful for that. I can just like, no questions asked. Absolutely. Like we'll pause your membership. Like until you feel comfortable, like, yeah. Um, and I stay in communication with them. We've got, I've got a spreadsheet, obviously like everyone who pauses and a little note there and I'll call them out like maybe two or three days before their pause is supposed to uh, like, unpause so how long are you just, pausing them for when they ask to be paused are you going month by month that you keep going what's your it's like I'll, I'll tell them like well 30 days okay and I'll, I'll let's pause it for a month i'll reach out the end of july before their membership unfreezes on, on august second uh, and we'll revisit it and, and see i mean because who knows what's going to happen change yeah sure. yeah um a few have asked for me to um pause it a little longer or a little less and 100% like whatever's going to make them feel comfortable because I know once this is all over most of these people I know them because I've sold them a membership they love Redline it's they're not not coming in because of anything we did you know it's a valid point right now it's a very weird time that we're living in so um yeah I can't wait for all those pauses to come back in though because yeah I mean these people might you know, asked to extend and we're fully aware of that, but there's 28 people that are scheduled to come off pause in the month of July. So, um, you know, and that's obviously revenue that we're, that we'd like to get back as well. So um, we'll see what happens, but yeah, he, he does, he, he can pause and we want to be sensitive to people and really like, I mean, at all costs, you avoid the cancellation. That's right? the key. I've had a couple of people like call out and say that I, I want to cancel because of them. I'm like, no, let's hold up. Don't pause. Like, or don't cancel, we'll pause you and like, let's revisit it. You know, you're at this amount of money and like Chance said, our membership's gone up twice over the last month. Like, and I tell them that, like, look, this is where we're at now. If you cancel and once this all blows over, which it will, and I know you're gonna wanna come back in, I can't offer you this the amount yeah. you're paying. So let's just pause it. And everyone, I think I've canceled like two memberships and that's cause they moved. 45 minutes away. And, so, I will, and I will give him credit real quick because this is this is huge. The people who he has canceled that have been within their 12-month agreement, 
these people are buying a 25% buyout to get out of their agreement. So um, I, I'm not sure if that's happening everywhere or anywhere, but you know, I, I see three agreements on here from you know the month of June where people paid hundreds of dollars to get out of their 12-month agreement, right? It's not just, oh yeah, we'll cancel. You, you at least bring up to what they agreed to sure. and um, there's an opportunity there to get revenue. And to be clear, what, there's two ways to suspend a membership in my body, right? When you, it's either a, a closed or no, an open-ended suspension where you're just suspending it and then it just stays suspended for forever, or you're setting an end date. And what I'm hearing from you is you're suspending, setting an end date, and oh, I'm going to get a hold of you. I didn't even know that there to was to extend a, it. I didn't know. Sure, okay, right. there was a test. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I would never do that. Like, obviously, I want to put a date on there, like a D, like a D day, where I need, I'm focusing yep. for, and I've got the spreadsheet and I it's color coded. I know exactly when their pause is ending and when I need to reach out to them. And yeah, he's got the date on all of these people yeah. on when he's got to reach out to them. Yeah, good. Um, good. And again, like I said, it's it's majority of the time it's just, it's COVID. Understandable. And, and when I reach out to them, I, I assure them that the, the facility is safe. I invite them in. Like, you don't even have to come take a class. Just show up on the hour and see what we're doing to keep the place safe and keep the kids safe, mm -hmm. most importantly. Yeah. And you know, yeah. takes care of itself. Yeah. And you've dealt with some staff challenges as well with uh, some of the COVID stuff too. We touched on that and how it's impacted. We have just kind of pivoted a little bit last minute, if you will. Yeah, we had a um, we had a coach who was in contact with somebody who I think tested positive for COVID or was getting tested for COVID. And anyways, like she was unsure whether she had it or not. So she, um, you know, went to get tested and obviously we called her off for that shift, but with the delay or the in response time. So, you know, if I got tested today, I might not get my results back until Friday. So, um, you know, she had to sit out while her test results were being processed. And she also had a camp scheduled for the next week, but we had to operate under the assumption that she probably had it. So therefore we had to cancel the camp as well. We were already short staffed that week anyways but anyways we had to do without and then we had to cancel the camp and she came back negative anyways i mean which is a blessing but still like it's just one of those things that you normally don't have to wrestle with and um you know and, and then you know you're losing revenue but that's just the world that we're in you have to be very flexible and agile and that may happen i mean it's just something you got to be yeah, exactly right ready for and see what's up and be uh you, you know just active when it happens and be smart about it yeah and the thing is like the parents all understand the situation and kind of the world that we're living mm -hmm. in right now so they're they're very understanding and they're very like thankful we we sent out i mean we're in constant contact with the parents and i like fortunately for me like i get to field all of the emails and the text messages and calls like and the parents are just happy that we're here and that we're open and that um, the kids have a place to come to and move yeah. and train and grow and learn because they aren't. Yeah. yeah. You know, this is really it for a lot of them. Yeah. Love it. And that's something we've heard. I've heard from a, a lot of you guys around the country sharing the same kind of sentiments. Every region is a little different, but I mean, parents with teenagers at home getting somewhere from the go or even preteens mm -hmm. uh, and obviously the the safety measures getting put in place are being very powerful yeah. uh, to keep doing those things too. So one uh, one thing I want to touch on before we wrap up is uh, just some preliminary results. We'll get some exacts in June, but really 2019 in June, 55% um, of the semi-private memberships sold were of the month-to-month -month variety. Um, and, and 
this year in June, only 47% were month to month. So 53% basically flipping around were 12 months. So big props to everybody around the country. And, and actually, um, Scottsdale hurt that number because they were on, on the half and half side, but yeah. uh, no worries. But anyway, big props to you guys for um, continuing that. And, that, and that's, that's good to see in the time of year that we're in right now, when month to month memberships are very popular and for good reason, some people can only come in summer. We get some of that stuff. We talked about it before. Um, and again, a, a big thank you to, uh, to Don for kicking it off and you guys for delivering those membership pricing adjustments and, and to Jenna for the time spent, um, you know, doing the work in mind body too. So continue that process. Um, but the numbers are encouraging at this time of year when and to, to be really good at the end of the summer, when we see that, um, you know, that exodus in the past, the more 12 months we can sell now, the, the easier it's going to be to get through that stuff as well. So kudos to everybody for that stuff. So, yeah. Um, the, and the last thing I want to say, Brad, is, you know, if any of you guys have questions or, you know, want further guidance, I, I want to make, you know, Scottsdale in general just available to you guys. So if you want to talk to Chad, uh, he'd be happy to talk to you. If you want to talk to me, TJ, Steve, um, we're, we're happy to talk to you guys about, you know, what we're doing in Scottsdale. And, and we get it. Every place is different. Um, but happy to share our best practices and our experiences with you guys. Truly, that was, you know, a, a big motivation um, for myself to, to, to take over Scottsdale in the first place is to share it with you all. So, um, you know, again, it, it's an open book. It's very accessible to you. Um, we will share numbers. We will share uh, the, the, the eggs that we've gotten on our face, you know, the, the, the blunders that we've had and our successes as well. Um, we just feel that, you know, if we can create a, a community where that's commonplace and we're sharing best practices and rooting for each other instead of against each other, um, you know, rising tides will, will, will raise all boats. So, um, again, we're, we're, we're here if you have any questions, and we'll continue to share these things with you as the time goes. Anything else from you, Chad? No, I'm just, you know, um, I'm excited to see where um, Redline goes next. You know, I mean, obviously, we're, we're doing something right um, here in Scottsdale. Uh, I hope everyone follows suit and you know, any like chance at any questions, like I'm, I'm here and I know I get a little excited on these things, but I, I'm passionate about Redline and what we're doing. So um, my apologies if I came across a little no, no, no. <laughs> so crazy on here, but yeah, like, so seriously, like chance reach out any, anything I can do to help the, you guys. What's your, what's your email? It's cpetzinger at redlineathletics.com. P-E-T-Z-I-N-G-E-R. Yes. At redlineathletics.com. Yeah. Cool. And you really will. Yeah. Thank you guys for spending time. Thanks to all you guys for spending the time to listen. Um, a lot of good information here. If you have any questions, as always, email the operations team, anything you guys have, we'd love to help you with. So um, have a great rest of your day and we will talk to you soon. Thanks guys. Bye guys.